Welcome to Autism One, a conversation of hope with host Terry Aranga. All comments, views, and opinions expressed are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. In the next hour, Terry and her guest illuminate how right now there is more reason than ever for individuals with autism spectrum disorders and their families to have the best hope for the brightest future. Through education and conversation, there is hope. Here's your host, Terry Aranga. Hello, and welcome to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel and this program, Autism One, a conversation of hope for Tuesday. October 14th. I'm your host, Terry Aranga, here with my guest, Alicia Leanne Bond, and Joan Mutry will be joining us later in the program. Alicia is a mom who is courageously sharing information in honor of her almost two-month-old son, Gunnar Wayne, who sadly passed away from being vaccinated. Joan Mutry is a journalist and retired artist who has studied health matters for many decades and lived through many diseases. Joan will bring an informed historical perspective to the topic of vaccines. Welcome, Alicia. Hi. Alicia, first I'd like to say that we are also sorry about Gunnar Wayne. Thank you. Can you please share with our listeners how Gunnar Wayne was doing uh, before his two-month well-baby visit, before, especially before the day of his two-month well-baby visit that had uh, shots? He was healthy. Um, he was breastfed. There was absolutely nothing wrong with him. And he never really cried until he got his shot. And then he was hysterical and obviously in pain. But they they say that stuff's normal. Right. And uh yeah, it's it's worrisome too as as more kids um as more babies do that and and have reactions than the, the people in the doctor's offices think it's normal because a bunch of kids are doing it, but it's not really normal. No. Um, and it's very risky and very dangerous. So what did Gunnar Wayne get at the pediatrician's office? Um, he got Prevnor, the Pediarics, Rotatec, and the Hib. So Prevnor, Pediarics, Rotatec and hip. Yes. Um, I think prev isn't does is Prevnor made with a combination of different uh, antigens and Pediarix a five in one and. Yeah, the Pediarix uh, is a uh, three. Mm-hmm. Three different vaccines in one. It's the DTAP and the Hep B and the IPV. This just sounds like uh, a lot of vaccines, a lot of antigens and adjuvants and pathogens and goodness knows what. Yes, and we told the pediatrician that we had concerns about it and he pretty much laughed at us and told us that because I wanted to do at least one one shot an appointment and he said that it we would traumatize and scar our child by having him poked every appointment. Right. That's a uh, that's an argument that came out a while ago. Uh, you don't want to make the child cry more on extra visits. You yeah. don't want to make the parents miss work more. If parents have to come back more, they might not come back. Or yes. So that's terrible that he pretty much laughed at you. Did the pediatrician's office give you or was any information available there at all about any possible adverse reactions? No. Nothing. So, Alicia, what were your preconceptions that gave you confidence? Well, you know, I don't know that you had confidence because... You were asking him 
a question and he disrespectfully, you know, sloughed it off and, and kind of laughed at you. What, what had you seen in the past in the media or anywhere else that lent to the fact that this might be an okay thing to do? Um, I had, I have another son who's, who was 15 months at the time, who was just vaccinated for chicken pox. And it was just two days after Gunner came home from the hospital that he had got his shots and came out with a hand, foot, mouth. And he didn't even know what the hand, foot, mouth was. I had to do my own research to find that out. So wait, it was it your other son, your 15-month-old, who got a chickenpox vaccine? Yes. And how old was Gunnar Wayne when your other son got the chickenpox vaccine? Two days. So your other son got the chickenpox vaccine when Gunnar Wayne was two days old, and who got the... Um, who came down ill with the hand, foot, and mouth disease. He got the shots a week prior to Gunnar being born, and then two days after he was born, he started with the hand, foot, mouth. And we were concerned that Gunnar was going to get it, and he told us that his immune system is stronger than we're giving credit for, and he really never got it because he was breastfed. So he really contradicted himself when I had concerns about the vaccines for Gunner. Well, if the doctor was going to say that Gunner's immune system was stronger than what y'all gave him credit for, then he didn't need all those vaccines, did he? Exactly. That was exactly my thoughts. Did they in any way expose Gunner to through you or through anything else, exposed Gunner to things like measles, mumps, rubella vaccine around the time that your 15-month-old no, son got... No, he not. He only got the hep B in the hospital and then those four at his little baby appointment. So, Alicia, tell us what happened. You Gunner was healthy. You went to the quote-unquote well, baby visit, got Prevnar, Pediorix, Rotatec, and Hib. Then what happened? They gave them to him, and he, like, immediately passed out. They showed mm-hmm. no concern to that at all. They told us to get him dressed and we're done. He passed well, out at the doctor's? Yes. And they told you to get him dressed? Yeah, and that we were done. And then we went out to eat after his appointment, and he was a nosy baby. He, he paid attention to his environments, and he never woke up when we went out to eat. We left, and he was still asleep, and my husband stopped at a tire shop, and he still didn't wake up. And then we came home, and... He finally woke up, and then he was hysterical from that point on. I tried holding him. He didn't want to be held. He acted like his legs hurt, and he would not nurse. And, like, right before bed, he had horrible diarrhea. It went through his diaper and went through his outfit everything, and that's common for babies who have adverse reactions. Right, and I remember someone calling the doctor's office and the doctor's office saying, that's normal, it'll it'll get solidified when they start eating solid food. Um, So did you call the doctor's office? They were closed, but everything that happened to him... I just assumed it was normal because my older one was already vaccinated, and they said all that stuff was normal. It didn't ever happen to my oldest son, but it was always told to me that it would be normal. If it happened? 
Yes. Am I? So, how long at the doctor's office was Gunner passed out? Like, immediately after his shots. For how long? Did he, he didn't rouse while he was at the doctor's office? Like, before his shots, he just had nursed, and he was looking around and everything, and then he gets his shot, and then he passes out. But he didn't wake up before y'all left the doctor's office? No. And they let you leave? Yes. We are going to take a brief break here at the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Before we go to break, to our listeners, uh, you heard about Melanie Hamilton Baldwin for the last two weeks on this program. Melanie passed away and is survived by her son who has profound autism and her husband. Melanie's son, Luke, needs us. And during the break, I urge listeners to please um, show support for Luke who requires 24-7 care and attention because he's self-injurious and quite ill with severe autism. So please visit tinyurltinyurl.com forward slash booty kicker, B-O-O-T-Y, booty kicker, tinyurl.com forward slash booty kicker. Thank you so much in advance for donating to help Luke, Melanie's son. And uh, just a reminder that if you kindly visit Melanie's gift forward page, you can visit this program sponsor's website where you can learn about cannabidiol, CBD oil, which is able to be shipped right to your door, available in all 50 states, please visit www.hempmeds.com. We're going to take a brief break here at the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel, and we will be right back. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Have you had your CBD today? CBD, or cannabidiol, is a natural part of hemp oil that's making headlines in 2014. Hemp Meds is the world's trusted source for CBD-rich hemp oil because they see total body care as a necessity, not a luxury. Hemp Meds offers premium CBD-rich hemp oils in a variety of ways, from natural hair and skin care to herbal supplements and lifestyle products. And CBD-rich hemp oil is available right now in all 50 states. Quality begins with non-GMO industrial hemp cultivars, grown on family farms using no pesticides, herbicides, or toxic fertilizers. Only with hemp meds are you guaranteed consistent, quality, natural CBD-rich hemp oil from Healthy Hemp. There are so many different ways to enjoy CBD-rich hemp oil from hemp meds. The only question we have for you is... Have you had your CBD today? By making some important changes in your life, you can move forward from where you are to where you wish to be. It is becoming the change you want to see. It can be a sort of experiment, if you will. On Moving Forward Wellness One Step at a Time, your host, Dr. Serena Wadhwa, will introduce you to ideas that can help improve your health, relationships, and finances. You probably have at least one part of your life that needs improving. Make an appointment now to join us every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. No matter what stage of life you're in, it's not too late to start thinking about and improving your overall health. Listen for Spread Your Wings and Fly Into Health with host Jennifer Tolo. Our show is all about topics that adults, teens, and communities can relate to. Our guest experts will talk about nutrition, fitness, stress management, health care, and disease management. We'll answer your questions, too. Spread your wings and fly into health. Join us every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health & Wellness. Step into the doorway to conscious choice, greater health, and well-being. Attain the balance that you've been seeking. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Feed the mind. Embrace positively. Release the tension. Step out of fear. 
host, Simran Singh, will help you broaden your mind and open your heart toward a greater understanding of how to take charge of your life. 1111 Talk Radio is here every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. 1111 Talk Radio, because shift happens. Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. If you have a question or comment, call us toll free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Terry. We are back with Alicia Leanne Bond and Joan Mutry has also joined us. Alicia is a mom who is courageously sharing with us today um, in honor of her son, Gunnar Wayne, who almost made it to his two-month birthday, but sadly passed from his two-month shot. And Joan Mutry is a journalist and retired artist who studied health matters for many decades and lived through many diseases who's going to bring us an informed historical perspective on the topic of vaccines. Welcome, lady. And Alicia, in the first segment, you told us that Gunnar Wayne was a healthy boy and um, he received Prevnar, Pediarix, Rotatec, and Hib at his two-month-well baby visit a day before he was supposed to turn two months old, I think. He passed out in the pediatrician. The, the, the doctor laughed at you when you expressed concerns asking about the vaccine before he was vaccinated, uh, he didn't want you to traumatize Gunner by bringing him back for separate visits, spreading the vaccines out. Um, and he passed out in the office. They let you go home. He then changed personality, crying, not wanting to be held, not wanting to nurse, squirting diarrhea. I don't want to beleaguer you, Alicia, if you need a break right now. Are we okay to chat some more? Yes. I want to thank you for having the courage and caring here to share Gunner's information. What do you feel like were things you wish the doctor or the media or others had told you about beforehand or at that pediatrician visit? Um, the resources, they're not out there unless you do the research yourself. The doctors don't even know what's on them. Readouts that them vaccines come in, and when you voice concern, they have no idea what you're even talking about. They're, the information is not there for parents. So we've been socialized to trust these people, and then they don't give us trustworthy information. Exactly. And then when a child is injured... It's, it's a tautology that it can't be the vaccine because it can't be the vaccine. It can't be the vaccine because the vaccine's safe. Two days after Gunnar's funeral, we went in and talked to his pediatrician, and there was no sympathy, nothing. Oh, no. Oh, no. He got an attitude with me. Oh, no. And if I was not medicated, I, I would probably have went to jail. But I just got up and left. I couldn't believe somebody could treat a parent like that. He did not report to theirs, nothing. He refused to. Now, you know, you can, you can report it. I did. Good. Good for you. So just to let parents know, you can report adv- adverse vaccine reactions, and you should report adverse vaccine reaction. Um, to the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. Uh, adverse events are woefully underreported because, again, people are not really aware about vaccine injury uh, because doctors and, and the general public have been socialized to think that vaccines are so safe and it just doesn't happen. So it's, it's woefully underreported, and then when it's underreported, they can say, oh, there's only something-to-something percentage of adverse reactions. That's what happened when we sent off for our second opinion on his autopsy. There's no literature documented to say that a certain vaccine or anything done this to him. 
Right, because there's all sorts of politics of peer review where this stuff is kept out of um, prestigious mainstream scientific journals, and when something does make it in, then it gets slammed. Then there's like a posse out to get it. And researchers are persecuted. Researchers who are on the right side of the fence are persecuted and intimidated. And fear is put into honest researchers of integrity who would like to look into this and like to inform the public about it. Joan, you know about that. You know about the politics of peer review and journalism. Yes, indeed, I do. Um, I'd like to mention my age, for starters. I'm 77 years old, so I have a longer history than, than most of the, uh, you people on, on this particular show in terms of looking at the vaccine, um, well, disaster, I would call it. Um, fortunately, for, for my good health, I, I wasn't subject to vaccinations as a child. And, um, of course, we, we, my sister and I, who's three and a half years older and still very healthy uh, to this day, survived all of the childhood diseases that now we see these toxic uh, vaccinations being applied to ostensibly, uh, you know, prevent, which of course we know for a fact that actually many of them actually cause the disease as, as, as with um, whooping cough and others. I remember distinctly uh, surviving very easily measles and putting on a healthy growth spurt um, because these childhood diseases, in my view and view of many researchers, are actually there to prime and um, help the immune system. Uh, you know, we've got muscles. If we don't use them, we lose them. We have immune systems. And um, childhood diseases, in my view and view of many others that are certainly, you know, more into the medical field than I am, would agree that we need these challenges to, to help us become healthier. Vaccines interfere with that process and damage it. They damage the immune system. So I think I can speak, you know, from a good um, experience that um, I really actually was benefited by not being in this disastrous vaccine paradigm that your other uh, guest is uh, reporting her very sad, tragic events. Um, it's very, very sad to hear that, but it's also sadly very common. Right. I find that um, people who are very mature in years um, who've made it that far are, can be very sharp, very mentally acute, as long as they're not getting flu vaccines every year, um, to made it because they they were in a time when they weren't getting all those vaccines. Absolutely when, right. I think Dr. Hugh Fudenberg, one of the world's leading immunologists, will tell us that four to five flu shots in as many years increases the odds of Alzheimer's tenfold, for example. Mm-hmm. I, I'm constantly cautioning my fellow elders about this. Um, since so many fine people are working in the, this field of vaccine awareness, such as you, Terry, um, I'm finding that more people are awakening to the reality of this, but it, we still have a long ways to go. Right. There is, again, there's the politics of peer review. There's um, so much pushback from the powers that be, where we're gaining ground is grassroots, uh, the grassroots effort and informing parents, making parents to be more aware and really, you know, trying to save one baby at a time. And now Alicia and Gunnar Wayne are joining us in that mission. So we're going to take a brief break here at the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Again, I would ask that listeners please visit uh, Melanie Hamilton Baldwin's uh, Give Forward page and help support the 24-7 care and attention that her son, her beloved son Luke needs, please visit tinyurl.com forward slash booty kicker during the break and make a donation and also uh, 
thank you to this program's sponsor, Hemp Meds, where you can find CBD-rich hemp oil available in all 50 states. They are at www.hempmeds.com. We will be right back. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. Explore the power of natural healing with Howard Strauss. Join us each week for an informative program that will help you learn effective healing methods using natural remedies. Howard's guests include top researchers, authors, and experts who will share their views on a variety of natural products and healing methods that really work. Tune in to The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss, Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have you had your CBD today? CBD, or cannabidiol, is a natural part of hemp oil that's making headlines in 2014. Hemp Meds is the world's trusted source for CBD-rich hemp oil because they see total body care as a necessity, not a luxury. Hemp Meds offers premium CBD-rich hemp oils in a variety of ways, from natural hair and skin care to herbal supplements and lifestyle products. And CBD-rich hemp oil is available right now in all 50 states. Quality begins with non-GMO industrial hemp cultivars, grown on family farms using no pesticides, herbicides, or toxic fertilizers. Only with Hemp Meds are you guaranteed consistent, quality, natural CBD-rich hemp oil from Healthy Hemp. There are so many different ways to enjoy CBD-rich hemp oil from Hemp Meds. The only question we have for you is, have you had your CBD today? Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health & Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. If you have a question or comment, call us toll free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Terry. We are back with Alicia Leanne Bond and Joan Mutri. Alicia sadly lost her son um, when he was almost two months old from his two months old well baby shots. And we are also joined by Joan Mutri, um, who is a journalist and retired artist who's bringing the historical perspective of vaccines to us. Before we pick up with Joan, I'm going to give listeners the link for the VAERS website page, the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, V-A-E-R-S. And that website is V-A-E-R-S dot H-H-S, which stands for Health and Human Services, dot gov forward slash E-sub E-S-U-B forward slash index. V-A-E-R-S dot H-H-S dot gov forward slash E-sub forward slash index. And you'll see a tab that says report an adverse event. It was the Vaccine Injury Compensation Program was set up and it was supposed to be a non-contentious system. It did not turn out to be a non-contentious system, and that can be political too, like what they do and do not want to put on the table of injuries. Um, Even Karen Kane, whose daughter suffered a catastrophic vaccine injury and against the odds lived till almost 16, paralyzed, cortically blind, with a trach tube and seizures, there was never any question that she was vaccine injured, and it was still not an easy system. So, but now you have the website to report an adverse event. And um, Joan, before the break, you were telling us about your background. You kindly shared that you're 77 years old. You weren't vaccinated. You've uh, made it through diseases uh, and uh You've heard about now what happened to Gunnar Wayne. We know about articles written by toxicologist Muhammad Ali Al-Bayadi, and so many parents are accused of shaken baby syndrome, or so many parents are told that their child died from sudden infant death syndrome, 
like cot death. What are your views on shaken baby syndrome and SIDS? Oh, that's an interesting question. I, of course, um, know Dr. Vera Scheibner personally, and I followed her work, and, and she, and I believe it was Dr. Yasbach, um, correct me if I'm wrong, Terry, but uh, at any rate, I recall learning about the fact that in Australia they began um, vaccinating the Aborigines. Do you remember doing any uh, reading about that? And they were uh. basically dropping dead. Mm-hmm. I believe it was Dr. Yasbach who went in actually begging for them to stop, and they didn't. So he at least was allowed to go in and give these individuals some vitamin C, which markedly helped um, this disaster that they were creating. If you leave that there and then fast forward to um, Dr. Scheibner's work on looking at the uh, symptoms of what is called shaken baby syndrome. I remember first hearing about this years ago, and it occurred to me at the time that if you have a baby with these very similar, always similar um, symptoms, and you have encephalopathy, you have uh, striated cartilage, you have uh, bloodshot uh, eyes, all kinds of very similar symptoms, and it struck me odd that if you would were to shake an infant that hard, you would, I believe, break its neck first, and that wasn't happening. So back to Vera Scheidner then, looking at this issue as well, um, she and Dr. Yasbach looked at what these symptoms actually were similar to, and they came to the conclusion that they're similar to acute scurvy, meaning a lack of vitamin C. And this makes perfect sense when you... um, assault a Chinese uh, infant who has an immature immune system with all of these um, terrible things that are in vaccines, it, it, it will use up its little uh, very limited reserve of vitamin C immediately, and we um, humans do not make our own vitamin C, unlike most other mammals. So there you have shaken baby syndrome, and in fact, I ran across an article, I wish I could quote it for you, um, by was written about a law enforcement officer in the EU who actually blew the whistle on the shaken baby scam, I would call it. He was sick and tired of going in and arresting patients, parents, I'm sorry, for what they were determining was shaken baby syndrome. And he knew for a fact because of his very many times going into homes for this issue, that this was vaccine damage, and he was speaking out about it. I haven't pursued following that story. I don't know what became of him, but it was a very interesting article. Well, and David Ayub is doing some interesting research, too, and and talking about uh, vitamin D and that uh, a problem with vitamin D and that being mistaken for shaken baby syndrome and a couple in the U.K., that mm-hmm. accusation was overturned. Now, I don't think I read the precise study that you were talking about from uh, Ed Yasbach and Vera Schreibner. I'll have to look that one up. Right, yeah. Tell, tell us, um, but listeners can also look up uh, Muhammad Ali Albayadi. He's a toxicologist, and he's written much on cases where um, their parents were mistakenly accused. Uh, we are not saying that in cases where, you know, real, real uh, stuff happens, that people shouldn't uh, do diligence. But we should also do due diligence in not uh, accusing lightly and not overlooking the possibility that vaccines cause adverse reactions. So. Joan, can you tell us what it was like while you were growing up? Were kids in school generally healthy and attentive back then? Yes, they're extremely healthy. Well, for one thing, I lived in the country. We we were um, we well. For one thing, also we had fresh air then. Uh, we had wholesome food. We had uh, we ate eggs that were produced by chickens that were free-range. There was no word for free-range. That's just the way they were. Nature 
you know, it's plentiful if we don't interfere. I, and I use that term also in regards to vaccines. They are not a natural uh, form, and I think nature gives us everything we, you know, need, again, if we don't interfere. And we were all very healthy. Uh, we had our bouts with chicken pox, and they were simple. Um, but remember, we were having a good diet. Most of us were breastfed also, but maybe not all of us. I actually went to a one-room schoolhouse. We had 30 children in the whole school, so we knew each other very intimately. And I can tell you that we breezed through all of the childhood diseases in, and also the so-called polio epidemic of which I saw no examples. Now, granted, I was isolated, in a sense, out in the country and so forth, but we did get into town. We did have some interaction with uh, even Portland, Oregon, and Oregon City, which are nearby. And I honestly find it hard to believe some of the statistics about polio because I just did not see examples of it. Mm-hmm. And we certainly had none in my family or any of the neighbors of the children or you know that I went to school with. It seems like it becomes a self-perpetuating cycle or a self-fulfilling prophecy. They say that vaccines are needed to help the immune system, but then they degrade the immune system. So maybe the next generation isn't doesn't have as robust an immune system, so they can say you need the vaccines. Yes. <laughs> That's, that's um, very sadistically correct, I'm afraid. I never yeah. heard that turn of phrase before, sadistically correct. Okay. Did you say statistically or sadistically? I said, uh, <laughs> well, I didn't say statistically. Okay. Um, so Sadistically is the word I used. I think it, the vaccine paradigm is a sadistic paradigm. Yes, and we're going to segue to statistics for a moment, and can you tell us about disease rates actually declining before mass vaccination programs were implemented, and then the vaccine programs took credit for it, of course. Yes, um, I think, you know, we have many examples of these um, charts. That actually, well, here is, I guess you can shortcut this by, by saying, whatever happened to scarlet fever? You know, I hear this, whatever, what about polio? Well, <laughs> whatever happened to scarlet fever? All of these childhood diseases, if you look on the accurate charts, were, were almost non-existent. We're certainly way down in numbers due to hygiene and, um, better nutrition. Mm-hmm. So when these, the vast mass vaccination program came along, it spiked pretty nearly every disease. It actually increased the disease rates. People, for the most part, are unaware of that fact. And we have uh, simian monkey virus 40, people getting cancer from from vaccines, people getting AIDS. We have kids dying across the country from um, enterovirus who've been vaccinated. We have whooping cough and other outbreaks in highly vaccinated populations. Yet, yes, the unvaccinated are blamed for being pariahs. <laughs> exactly. Well, I like the old paradigm, um, the old saying that I use frequently. Um, you know, if if vaccines worked, why would your vaccinated child have to fear my unvaccinated child? Or the adult, that needs for that matter. Thought it needs to be repeated frequently because it's just sensible. Right. Yeah. And there's a fallacy of herd immunity as well. So if your unvaccinated child is not allowed in the waiting room of a pediatrician's office, uh, it, are all the parents in that waiting room vaccinated? Uh, We're going to take a brief break here at the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel and come back with Alicia and Joan. We'll be right back. Don't move from your radio. Don't move from your state. Hemp Meds, 
cannabidiol oil can be delivered to all 50 states. Please visit them at www.hempmeds.com. We'll be right back. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Do you or someone you love struggle with Alzheimer's disease or some other disorder? Many times, there is not an adequate support forum where you can learn from and discuss topics from top guest experts. Tune in to Neuromatters, The Brink of Alzheimer's with Dr. Sam Brinkman. Although thought of as a disease that affects only older individuals, increasingly, symptoms are being found in people who are in their 40s and 50s. Get the answers. Neuromatters airs live Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. Have you had your CBD today? CBD, or cannabidiol, is a natural part of hemp oil that's making headlines in 2014. Hemp Meds is the world's trusted source for CBD-rich hemp oil because they see total body care as a necessity, not a luxury. Hemp Meds offers premium CBD-rich hemp oils in a variety of ways, from natural hair and skin care to herbal supplements and lifestyle products. And CBD-rich hemp oil is available right now in all 50 states. Quality begins with non-GMO industrial hemp cultivars, grown on family farms using no pesticides, herbicides, or toxic fertilizers. Only with Hemp Meds are you guaranteed consistent, quality, natural CBD-rich hemp oil from Healthy Hemp. There are so many different ways to enjoy CBD-rich hemp oil from Hemp Meds. The only question we have for you is... Have you had your CBD today? Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Terry. We are back with Alicia Leanne Bond, Alicia Leanne Bond, and Joan Mutry. We have been talking about vaccine injury and about how healthy kids were and how robust kids were before uh, really the rise in how many vaccines were given. Um, Alicia and Joan, what are the annoying or alarming things you're seeing now with regard to public miseducation and misconceptions about childhood vaccines? Are there any news stories, for example, that are most concerning to either of you? Hmm. That's, that is a, covers a lot of territory. Um, it's all alarming. Let me just give you a little history that may or may not be of interest to your listeners. I hope it is. I first became aware of this, the vaccine, um, well, I don't know what to call it, scam, hoax, uh, lies, by vaccinating, by repeatedly vaccinating a little Maltese puppy that I had. That was about 15 years ago, I believe. And it was obvious to me that this poor little dog was suffering vaccine damage. It was immediately obvious to me. Well, I had never given this a thought until this time. So I started naturally wondering what was going on with humans. And that's when I began this intense uh, education about it. And Back to the little dog, I also learned that, you know, he was like five pounds. They were giving him the amount of vaccine that they would be giving a St. Bernard. And, you know, generally I feel that veterinarians are actually head and shoulders above many of the MDs I've seen, and yet I was shocked they would be that remiss. So that opened up a lot of suspicion in my mind about the whole paradigm. And... Now I see so many of the people I know in my age group that I can't even communicate with because their brains are not functioning well. All of them that uh, I put in this category of being difficult to communicate with still continue to go get flu shots. 
even though many of them admit that, well, yes, you know, I, I do get the flu when I get the shot. Right. Never been sicker. It's sort of a, I, 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 maybe somebody can explain that logic to me. I'm still baffled. Remember, just one shot can devastate a child's life. There was an article, uh, it's titled Parents of Saba Button, who was victim of flu vaccine debacle. Um, they received a payout from a government, and there is no payout that, that makes up for a child's life being devastated. That's not what parents are after. Exactly. But the article says, that the then toddler suffered a hypoxic brain injury, kidney, liver, and bone marrow failure. She can now no longer walk and talk and needs round-the-clock care. The now five-year-old will need extensive therapy for the rest of her life. Her disabilities are profound and permanent. She will require constant care for the remainder of her life. So remember, Saba, when you're endorsing books that recommend the flu shot or that say they're aggressively pro-vaccine or when recommending just one shot to Mm -hmm. people. Well, I've been reading lately that the uh, flu vaccine is, according to VAERS, the uh, vaccine for which they get the most, um, I guess, the most payouts. And it appears then on the surface that flu vaccine may be considered then to be the most dangerous vaccine. But I take a bit of issue with that because I believe that these payouts are going for primarily to people that are are my age. They have, you know, an income. They have the time to go after a settlement, whereas young parents, like your, your sweet guest here, suffering such horrible damages, if she's, you know, similar to most other young couples her age are struggling to make a living, they don't have the means or the time to pursue damages. There was an, another story about the DTAP vaccine, so it's not just the DTP with whole cell pertussis vaccine that's problematic, but there was a story about a baby girl, Izzy, who was blinded by the DTAP vaccine. She had a reaction of Steven Johnson's syndrome and, um, you know, was blinded by it. Um, so it can be just one vaccine. Yes, indeed. And then we need to point out also that, uh, I don't know if, if you pointed it out earlier, um, that the U.S. government actually absolved um, uh, your manufacturers of vaccines from any kind of liability in the early 1980s. That's why people, like your other guests, uh, need to pursue through the government. You would have to sue the U.S. government where it has a battery of lawyers to try to defeat you, and you're paying their wages as well. Talk about right. an unfair system. It is right. just, uh, there's no words to explain that. I'm surprised that anybody gets anything, ever. <laughs> the tax on the vaccines goes to pay the government's lawyers against the kids. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and, you know, we know that there's peer-reviewed literature that showed that the government was compensating for years cases of vaccine injury but like calling it something like encephalopathy and, oh, those kids just happen to have autism. Well, we are going to uh, be uh, saying adieu for today here at the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel, but I want to just ask Alicia, Alicia, do you have any message for parents that you would like to give um, about Gunner's mission and Gunner's legacy? Research, research, research. Do not listen to everything your doctor tells you. They might have went to school, but they don't know your baby. (laughs) 
as a parent know what is best for your child. Yes. That's all I have is every parent should research before they inject this toxic waste into their babies. Yes. Absolutely. That's all I have is they need to research. Don't take for granted that just because you handled vaccines well doesn't mean your baby is. I hope many babies are saved by your words here today, Alicia, and Gunner's mission and legacy. And thank you for having the courage to be with us here on the show today. And thank you for having me. And Joan, thank you as well. Thank you for talking with us here today and giving us... um, a broader historical perspective. Oh, my pleasure. And um, little Gunner, his life serves a purpose. If we can educate yes. one person and save one other baby, um, we have done good today. Yes. I want to thank our listeners for joining us today and tuning in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Thank you for listening to Autism One, a conversation of hope. To contact Terry or get more information, visit autismone.org. Tune in next Tuesday for another hour of education and conversation on Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. 